Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you. Happy New Year. Uh, I hope that you had a great holiday season. Hope that uh, you were able to enjoy some time, maybe gathering with family or friends or loved ones, uh, maybe maybe to have just a little bit of time of celebrating. If nothing else, that maybe you got a little bit of rest. And uh, perhaps for some of you parents right now who haven't rested, good news, school is starting this week. So anyways, welcome to 2023. Uh, welcome to the Edge Church. My name is Stephen Van Den, and I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, so glad to have you joining with us today as we kick off a brand new sermon series for the month of January that we're calling Renew. Uh, to, to renew means to revive. It, it means to restore to freshness and vigor. It, it, it means to give fresh life and strength to. And really, that's our hope and our prayer for you through this series and, and really beyond it is that, that over the next four weeks as we begin this new year together, look into God and to his word, that there will be a, a revival that begins in your own soul. That, that there will be a restoration for you within and, and the freshness of, of life and of strength and of vigor by God's grace and by his spirit uh, as he just enables and empowers you to move forward into all that he has for you and all that he has to come from you with joy in 2023. Uh, so that sounds good to you. Um, I hope you're ready for that. I know I am. Uh, one of the things that I actually really love about the new year is the hope that tends to come with it. And, and it's really this amazing thing, right? Because there isn't anything magical that happens between 11.59 p.m. on December 31st and and midnight on January 1st. But yet there's this sense of expectation for the new year to bring with it new, uh, new uh, uh, beginnings, new seasons of change, of transformation, of breakthrough for us. And, and really that's a good thing, right? Like, like we are meant to be a people filled with hope and with expectation for the future to know that, that God's not done with us, that, that God still has more in store for us, right? And, and it's true. Uh, but, but, but this morning, I want to start this sort of process of renewal, not so much by looking forward, but by looking back. And this morning, I just want to invite you to remember. And, and so as we get into this, I, I want to just ask uh, that you bow your heads. I just want to pray. I want to invite the Lord to speak to you. And, and I want to encourage you to pray. Uh, pray for me. Um, ask the Lord to speak to you this morning through his word. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Father, thank you for this moment that you've given us. Thanks for this new year. God, for all of your plans in this new year. for us. God, in us, through us. Lord, I pray that, that you would do a work inside each and every heart, inside each and every home. Holy Spirit, that you would move, God, move in us, move in our time right now. Lord, I know that, God, I don't have any magic words to say. <laughs> Lord, that I don't have any... Thing that I can say that'll change hearts or bring transformation, God, apart from your spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, just ask that you would speak in me and through me, God, to communicate something of your heart. And Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, minister that in the hearts of each person today. God, help us to receive of you, Lord, every bit of what you have for us. And God, thank you that you do. Thank you that you're here. God, thank you that you want us to hear you, and know you, and grow 
Lord, into all that you've made us to be and all that you have for us. So give you this time, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, question for you as we get started this morning. Here's here's my question. Have you ever dealt with forgetfulness in your life? And, and, And maybe if you're really honest, you might even say you are a bit of a forgetful person. Is that, is that you, right? And, and like, I, I know all of us have probably forgot something at some point in time, even, even things that matter to us, right? Like probably almost all of us have like forgot our wallet or our keys or our phone uh, at some point in time. And then, then there's others of us, right, who like regularly make it a habit of forgetting things like that. Maybe that's you, right? You know who you are. Uh, but like for you, you're that person, like every time you're getting ready to leave, you have an appointment, you have a date, you have, you have somewhere you're going. It is like an all hands on deck military rescue mission to find your keys again. Right. And, and, and because you're doing your best to absolutely not be late again. Right. Or, or maybe you're that person you you get to the, the, the checkout counter with your food or groceries or or items. Right. And you're going to pay and up. I don't have my wallet again. Or, or, or maybe you do have your wallet. You just don't have any form of payment in your wallet again, right? Uh, or maybe this, how many of you have ever found that, that you're kind of a person you deal with more like situational forgetfulness? Like, like you tend to forget things when you get put on the spot. So, so like all of a sudden you're on the spot and you need to provide like your, your, you need to know your pin number, right? You need to like know your address or like a date of birth on some kind of activity form and you just blank. Uh, I, I know like for, for me, it happened. I, I went to my kids elementary school. I needed to pick up one of my kids for an appointment. Uh, I walked in, you know, they, they say, Hey, what, which, who are you here for? I give them my kid's name. They say, what class are they in? And I'm just. And I, I'm like going through the Rolodex of teachers that I've known and trying to like think, like, oh, what class are they in? And, and you know, generally that, that's totally acceptable and people like that, like week two of school. But this is like week, month seven, you know, like something I absolutely should have known. And, and so essentially I had to be like, uh, yeah, it's like a first grade teacher. Can you, and they start like, like the name the teachers. I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's that one. Uh, not my best moment. Um, but but it happened and we forget, right? Like, like we have this tendency to forget. And you would think that, that in our day and time with sort of all the things that we have to remind us, right? Like from calendars on our phones to, to email and phone notifications to, to robot Alexa reminding us of, of things going on that we'd remember everything, but somehow we still forget. Truth is that forgetfulness isn't really just an issue that we deal with in our everyday life, but is something that we deal with in our spiritual life as well. In fact, it's really the common story of the people of God in Scripture. Just read through the Old Testament sometime. I'll I'll sum it up for you, okay, because it goes like this. Like, God is good, and and God displays his goodness in the lives of his people. He rescues them. He he delivers them. He protects them. He heals them. He provides for them. He he blesses them, right? They, They partake of his goodness and everybody is like praising the Lord and, and following after him. And, and then over time though, they, they forget 
God. They forget his goodness. They get distracted, which, which leads them to disobeying God and chasing after other things. And because God is a good, good father, as Proverbs 3.12 tells us, that he corrects those he loves, as just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So God is a good father. He really brings correction. He shows up and, and suddenly they're aware again of his love and his, his goodness and they, they return to him. And, and it's just sort of like rinse and repeat. Okay. It's just, this is the cycle that we find throughout scripture. It's kind of like this revolving door. And, and as God's word tells us that there's nothing new under the sun, because that's true, we often find ourselves in a really similar cycle. In the Old Testament books of Exodus and Deuteronomy, we read about how, how God delivers his people from Pharaoh's oppression and from slavery in Egypt. We read about how he supernaturally protects his people by, by parting the Red Sea so that they're able to pass uh, through and, and that their enemies are defeated by that same Red Sea. How he provides for them supernaturally in the wilderness by with bread, manna from heaven and, and quail, this, this meat for them to eat. And, and it tells us about how he prepares for them this promised land, this land of like blessing and goodness and favor. And, and all throughout this process, the Lord is warning them. And, and we find this around Deuteronomy 4 verses 9 through 10. He tells them, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live, teach them to your children and to their children after them. De- Deuteronomy 4.23, he says, Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. Deuteronomy 6.10 and 12, he says, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, then watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. Deuteronomy 8, verse 11, he says to them, be careful that you do not forget the Lord, your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Verse 14, then your hearts will be become proud and you will forget the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Verse 18, you shall remember the Lord, your God. Are, are you sensing a theme here, right? Like, are you getting this message? It's really simply this, do not forget. Remember, because it's easy to forget. And so the Lord's like, be careful. It's easy to forget and to start to think that somehow you are the source, right? Like that it's all about you and and from you and to you and through you and on you and and about you and for you and because of you. It's it's easy to go from nothing to something and forget how you got there. It's easy to forget that if God hadn't opened up that door, if God hadn't made the way, if God hadn't put breath in your lungs and strength in your being and intellect in your mind and given you your gifts and your talents and, and passion, right? Like if God didn't do all that to be able to move you forward, that you'd still be stuck where where you were, right? Like nothing that you have done would have been possible apart from him. It's easy to forget him and his goodness. And so God says, listen, watch yourself. Be careful. Remember that I'm the source. Remember that, that you, that, that, that you don't think that you did this all on your own because I've been with you even in your rebellion, right? Even in your disobedience, even in your disregard of me. I, he says, I protected you. I provided for you. I've cared for you. I've delivered you. I've preserved you, which is why you're still here. Don't forget to remember. See, see, far too often in our lives, we, we tend to forget the things we need to remember. 
and we remember the things that we ought to forget. I can say four six nine eight one two four. That that that's my phone number from when I was a kid growing up in my mom and dad's house that I haven't lived in in twenty years, and that is no longer a number, nor has been for I don't know how many years in service. But I remember it, even though I don't have any need of it. But somehow, I'll manage to forget the Lord or the goodness of God in different moments and seasons of life. One of my favorite passages in scripture is Psalm 103, where King David is speaking to his own soul to remember the goodness of God. And he writes this, he says, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Imagine if we lived every day like this, remembering the goodness of God. What if we really actually lived like, like free of the shame and guilt of our past and lived like our sins were forgiven? What if we lived in expectation of the healing power of God in our life, not just spiritually, but but also emotionally and mentally and and physically and relationally? What what kind of hope would we have within if that were true? How how much confidence and security would you walk in if you really believed that you were crowned with God's love and his compassion? Right, so where you could just like stop comparing yourself to everybody else and trying to prove yourself. Because you have this crown from the Lord that sits on your head. What if no matter how dark and how difficult the situation you were facing became, that you were able to live like you knew that God would satisfy every desire with his goodness? Listen, every single one of us comes into this new year different, right? Like, I'm sure there's some of you today who just, you ran into this new year excited. You just filled with joy and anticipation and expectation for this year. And that's awesome. And then there's others of you who who just came into this year and you're tired and you're anxious. Maybe you're afraid or you're disappointed even because the very things that you have hoped for, the things that you have been fighting for, or the things that you've been praying for haven't happened. You're maybe exhausted. Maybe, Maybe you're even just kind of ready to give up. And, and, and honestly, I get it. I, I, I absolutely understand that, that in the face of great disappointment, it's hard to remember that there is a God who is good and who satisfies you with good and who renews your strength and your vigor, right? And, and so what you'd like to do is just kind of shut the door on this past year and pretend it never happened and just somehow hope like, God, just give me some new revelation, right? To get me through this next moment, to get me through this season. But may I suggest to you this morning that what is needed for your renewal is not simply revelation, but remembrance. In fact, one of the most common calls of God in the scripture to his people is a call to remember. In the Old Testament, God's people would erect an Ebenezer and a memorial to help serve as a reminder of what God had done. Most of the Jewish festivals and and celebrations were times for the people of God just to stop and remember the Lord, to give thanks to God for who he is and for what he has done in their midst. Even Jesus gave his disciples and gave us the church, right? The, The sacrament of communion with these words, remember me. 
And, and all these things God gave, they weren't things that he gave simply to, to, to remind, be a reminder of like what God did yesterday, of what God had done in the past, right? But, but to be a, a reminder that the same God of yesterday is the same God of today and will be the same God of tomorrow. See, see the biblical act of remembering literally means to remember. It, it means to, to, to reconnect or to reattach something that is missing or amputated. So, so you can see then how, how remembering for us is essential for our renewal because we need to remember in order to be whole. And sometimes to remember, like King David, you got to speak to your own soul. You, you have to remind yourself of who God is, of what he's done, of his love and goodness throughout your life, because the real remedy for your soul and for your wholeness is not to forget things, but to remember things. So King David says, soul, do not forget the Lord and his benefits. Don't forget to remember. Now, forgetting something, it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter, right? Like uh, forgetting is not like an indictment against you. When you forget your phone or wallet or keys or all that, it's not, it's not because they don't matter to you. What, what, what often happens is that we, we just get distracted by other things. And let me just tell you that that the enemy of your soul loves to bring about all kinds of distractions into your life to move you away from the Lord, right? And, and, and away from that connection so that you will forget him and his love and his goodness to you. And all of us really have this ability to drift. No, no one's immune from it. This is why the author of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter two, he says, listen, we got to pay careful attention to what we have heard and to remind ourselves of what God has said so that we do not drift away, he says. We need to remember because our remembrance of God is to help be an anchor in our life against our drifting. So how do we really engage then in this practice of remembering? I want to give you three simple steps to take that, that you can do today, that you can begin to make a practice of in your life. Three, three steps. I'm going to give you three T's, okay, so that hopefully uh, that helps you remember. Here's the first one. First one is simply this, think think. King David said in Psalm 77, verses 10 through 12, he says, then I thought, thinking, to this I will appeal the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. He says, listen, I'm going to think about the works of God and I'm going to meditate on those, right? I'm going to call them to remembrance. I love how the prophet Jeremiah speaks to this in Lamentations chapter three, starting in verse 17. He says this, he says, I have been deprived of peace. Maybe you feel like that today. He says, I've forgotten what prosperity is. So I say my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wanderness, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Perhaps that's more of an accurate portrayal of where you find yourself today. Deprived of peace, no longer hopeful for that good thing in your life, for that breakthrough. And you just find yourself sort of just reflecting on all the afflictions, on the disappointments, on brokenness, on hurts, right? And you would say, listen, my soul is downcast. And Jeremiah then says this, starting in verse 21, he says, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. He says, this is what I think of. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his mercies never end. They are new every 
morning. Great is your faithfulness. We forget, we get distracted. Other things draw us away, our attention, our affection, our focus off of the Lord. And when this happens and our, and our minds start to wander in all kinds of wrong directions, we have to recall the faithfulness of God in our life. And it's okay to say, God, I don't understand. It's okay to say, God, this hurts. It's okay to say, God, this seems to be taking a really long time. But God, I know that you're faithful. It's like, even if you're not feeling that, say that, right? Because it's true. God, you are faithful. And if you can't get there and you can't say it, get around some people who can and will remind you of the goodness and faithfulness of God. That's why God put you in his family with brothers and with sisters to encourage you in the Lord. But but notice this here too, what it says. This is so important. It says that his mercies never end. His mercies, not singular mercy, but his mercies, plural, right? They're new every morning. Every one of you, just like the Israelites, has seen with your own eyes times where God has shown up, where God has made a way, where his mercies were evident in your life. You you thought you were stuck, but God opened a door. Or you experienced some kind of loss, but God sent you comfort. God turns your mourning into dancing. Right, You were in need, but, but God somehow provided for you. Remember, right? Remember how he put you in that right place at that right time to meet that right person, right? Re- remember how he spared your life. Remember how the medical report said this one thing or indicated this one thing, but God had something else in mind and turned out to be something else, right? Remember how he opened the door of that opportunity. Remember the miracle of that day your child was born. Remember how how the devil and the haters and the critics tried to end you, right? But you're still here by the grace of God and the goodness of God and the mercies of God. Remember how he's protected you. Remember how he's provided for you, how he's promoted you, how he's vindicated you, how he's empowered you, how he's comforted you, how he's been with you all along. King, King David said, if it were not for the goodness of God, where would I be, right? And many of you today can say, just like I can, that, that, that I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the mercies of God. You're, you're not just lucky, right? You're not just lucky. It's the mercies of God and his mercies do not end. Great is his faithfulness. Listen, like if you're going to walk into God's fullness and wholeness and into all that God has in store for you in this year and beyond, then you need to remember. Because it's in our remembering that we're reminded that that if God was with me and directing me and caring for me then, that, that I can be confident that God is doing that now too. Think, remember. Here's the second step, thank. First one is think, the second one is thank. King David says in Psalm 9 verses 1 and 2, he says, I'll give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I'll be glad and rejoice in you. I'll sing the praises of your name, O Most High. As you begin to recall and to think on the goodness of God, the mercies of God, thank him for each one of those things, right? Say say to him, God, thank you for this gift. Thank you for this relationship, for this child, for this family, for these, these friends, right? God, thank you for this provision, for this job that you opened up a door for me to have, God, for these finances and these resources, for this opportunity that you provided me in school or at work or wherever that might be, right? God, thank you for your protection in that situation. Thank you for preserving my life. Thank you for rescuing 
me. God, thank you for sustaining me. I'm still here. That you're not done with me yet. Thank him. Whatever comes to mind, all your blessings, all, all the ways that his mercies have been poured out to you, thank him. Even in the challenges you're facing, thank him. Right? First Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in everything for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You being thankful is the will of God for your life. Isn't that amazing? Right? And, and it's not being thankful for your challenges. It's being thankful in your challenges. Thankful that God's with you. Thankful that he's at work at, at, in you and in your situation that he's not done. You can thank him in everything. And, and thankfulness not only helps your heart and your mind to realign to the truth of who God is, but, but research actually tells us that, that, that thankfulness improves your overall health, right? That it helps to build your connections and your relationships. See, see, God has been inviting us from the beginning into this practice of thankfulness for our good before medical experts were even remotely aware of its power in our lives. So thank him, right? Tell him, God, you're good. You're good to me. You love me, you're with me, you're for me, you're working all things together for my good, for your glory. You're faithful. Thank you, God. Thank him. Lastly, here's the third step, our third team, tell. Not, not only is it good for us to think on the Lord and what he's done in our life, right? And, and to thank him for his presence in our life and to thank him for his blessing and his mercies and his hand upon our life. But, but we got to tell about him and what he's done in our life. King David in Psalm 34, verse two, he says, let all who are discouraged take heart. How? He says, come, come, let's talk about God's goodness. I prayed and the Lord answered my prayer. David tells us that the remedy to a discouraged heart is to get together with others to talk about the goodness of God. That's one of the reasons for why we gather. It's why it matters. It's to remind one another of the goodness of God. He says in Psalm 77, 15 through 18, he says, my mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. We are meant to tell on God. That's what he's saying. To proclaim his goodness, to proclaim his faithfulness, to declare his work in our lives, right? This is part of your testimony. This is part of your witness, right? It's not just supposed to be for you, but to come from you. And it's for your children. It's for your grandchildren. It's for those who don't yet know the Lord and his goodness and so that they can hear and they can know it for themselves. And as you share about God's goodness, what happens is not only do you remind your own soul, but you encourage someone else's. So, so the invitation this morning, the invitation from God's word to us is do not forget. Don't forget. Remember. Think. Thank. And tell. Let's pray. God, thanks for this morning. Thanks for your word. God, thanks for the opportunity, Lord, just to lean into you, to be reminded of you. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bring to remembrance today, Lord, in the hearts and minds of 
of each and every person watching this, God, for everyone who will, Lord, how you have been at work in their life. God, that you would remind them, Lord, of the ways that you have shown up time and time again. God, to remind them of your mercies, of your goodness, of your love, of your care. God, that would stir us up to hope. Stir us up, Lord, to trust in you, God, that would stir up gratitude in us. Lord, I pray that the result would just be praise and God, a witness of you, Lord, a testimony of you, God, that we can't help but share with those around us. Yeah, Lord, do just do a work in us, God, I pray. Lord, lead us in this path of renewal. God, lead us into this place of revival, of restoration. Every way in us, I pray, God. In your name, Jesus. Amen.